Well, hello everyone. So glad that you've been able to join in with us today. I'm Gabrielle. I'm one of the pastors here at the Church of Grace and Peace, and we're so happy that you're able to join us from wherever you're joining us. And if you're watching this uh, the weekend that it is released, it's hard to believe that Christmas is next week. <laughs> and even when I was preparing for this message and I thought by the time I preach this, um, well, it'll be the following weekend. And so it came up pretty fast, at least for me anyway. And hopefully that doesn't overwhelm you. I'm sure you have a very large to-do list of things you have to do and everything, uh, but don't uh, turn this off to go do those to-do lists. Bring you know, me with you wherever you're going to do your to-dos. But um, we are finishing up a series called Known by His Name. And I had the privilege of preaching on the first uh, sermon for this series when we spoke about the name Jehovah. And then after that, for weeks, we have been going through different names of God and exploring his character. And today we are actually finishing this series up. And I'm really excited about the name that we're exploring today. But before we get into it, we do want to pray over the offering. So we want to continue to thank you for your continued giving. And let's um, offer our offerings to the Lord today together. Father God, we thank you for the ability to be able to give to you in the form of our financial gifts. And we thank you, Lord, that when we give to you, uh, we are never um, disappointed, Lord, because you always take that and you use it for your kingdom and you also bless us as well. And we are humbled and thankful for that, God. We thank you, Lord, that it is a joy to give to you. And we thank you that the gifts that are given today uh, will be used to further your kingdom. In the name of Jesus, amen. So as I said, Christmas is coming. And one of my favorite things about Christmas is the Christmas lights. I'm sure that you've been seeing a ton around your neighborhood or maybe on your way home from your commute or whatever you might have. And Nate and I didn't do them this year just because um, with our baby coming in very early February, we figured it's one less thing we would have to do in January to take the Christmas lights down. We, we put decorations in the house, we put the tree up, but just outside the house, we didn't do the Christmas lights. Uh, but I really do love Christmas lights. It's one of my favorite parts of the year. And uh, I think we love it. Most of us love it because of just how warm it is, right? It takes a street or a neighborhood that you know and you see every day and it suddenly kind of transforms it, right? It's suddenly, it's everything's glowing and it's twinkly and it's warm and it's cozy and it's a reminder that the holiday is upon us, right? Um, well, today's name of the Lord is light of the world. And it's a name you especially hear around Christmas time. Um, it's not specifically just for Christmas time, but it is a name you hear a lot at Christmas time. And I don't know about you, but for me, I've heard that name before, of course, but in years past, I think I just kind of looked at it like, oh, what a nice name of Jesus. What a sweet name. Almost how I view Christmas lights in a sense. Kind of like, oh, that's a really cozy, warm, fuzzy name. Cute, you know? But and while God does come and Jesus has come to give us warmth and comfort, especially at Christmas time in our hearts, uh, the name Light of the World is actually incredibly powerful. It's not just a warm, fuzzy name. <laughs> and it is actually um, pretty transcendent. And that's why I'm really excited about diving into it today. So I'm just gonna dive straight into the Word of God and what um, it says about Jesus being called the Light of the World. In John 8:12, out of the God's Word translation, Jesus is speaking and he says, he, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will have a life filled with light and will never live in the dark. That is an incredibly encouraging verse, especially for now, it, in this day and age, you know? There's always been seasons of darkness in history, of course. Um, there have been generations before us who have seen much darker times than what we're seeing now. And then there are elements of things going on right now that are dark, 
that generations before us have not seen. So every generation has to deal with something. And right now we are definitely in some dark times. There comes a moment where you really have to sometimes turn the news off, turn the notifications of the news off your phone just for a second, because it could be very bombarding, you know? But even when you do that and you turn off the notifications for a bit, you're still bombarded with it, right? Because we still also have personal lives and sometimes our personal lives can be very dark for whatever reason. We are going through legitimate struggles, right? So when we read a verse like this, Jesus is saying, I am the light. And if you are living in me, you will not walk in the dark. That is comforting in moments like this. And especially as we go into the Christmas season, especially because for Christmas, sometimes I understand that a lot of people could have maybe a little more sorrow around Christmas. It's a happy time, but I know for me, if there was a year where I lost a close loved one, Christmas would be very difficult for me. It wasn't all excitement and joy, you know, and maybe that's you today. But I hope that this message would especially encourage you because Jesus is coming, has come <laughs> to give us light and to give us life and life abundantly. And we're going to explore that more here. So when we're thinking about the fact that our world is in darkness, that there's a lot of darkness around us, how do we respond to that? Especially us as Christians. How do we take it in it's so much? <laughs> how do we process it? And then how do we react to it? How do we respond to it? Sometimes it's so overwhelming, we don't know how to respond to it. We're going to explore that a lot today. In Romans 13, 11 to verse 12, it says, Besides this, you know the time, that the hour has come to you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone. The day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. So what is that armor of light that this verse is talking about? It's talking about Jesus because he just said in the book of John that he is the light. He is the light of the world. So that's the first step in responding to that darkness as people who call themselves believers. We put on Jesus because he is the light of the world. One second. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> So we know that this name is speaking of Jesus and that is what he is called, but when did this name first start? And what I mean by that is when was it first revealed to his people? If you have been following our series and especially if you've been in a growth group, and I hope you have been, if you haven't been, try to join one next semester. But for the growth groups, there was a time where we were discussing the fact that if you're studying scripture, there is a, something called the law of first mention, meaning if you're studying a name of Jesus or even a specific word or a phrase, it's really significant to look at the word of God and say, when was this first used? When was this name of God first revealed? And there's always a lot of significance as to when and why it was revealed when it was. So we're gonna do that for this name, Light of the World. And we're gonna start it's kind of going to, going to peel back like layers, kind of like an onion. So we're going to start with John um, again in verse one. A lot of you know this verse um, and it's really powerful. Again, this is from the God's word translation. In the beginning, the word, that's a capital W. So that means Jesus. Okay. So when you see the word word here, we're talking about Jesus. In the beginning, the word Jesus already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. He was already with God in the beginning. Everything came into existence through him. Not one thing that exists was made without him. He was the source of life, and that life was the light for humanity. And this is the key, key part here. The light shines in the dark, and the dark has never extinguished it. 
I love that last sentence in that verse. That is so powerful. Other versions of the Bible um, say it just a little bit differently, and I want to explore that here. Other versions say, the darkness has not overcome it, meaning Jesus. Another one says, the darkness did not comprehend it. Isn't that true? The darkness cannot comprehend Jesus, right? We see that all the time. <laughs> and yet another one says, the darkness did not grasp it. It could not grasp Jesus. It could not grasp Jesus' light. Um, that is powerful. That is a name that speaks of God's power and his victory, you know? That's more than just a sweet name, you know? So, um, it's important to remember that we have that hope. It's important to remember that this is the God we carry. This is the armor of light we're putting on. This is um, our anchor. And speaking of anchor, I want to bring us quickly to John 6. God also bound himself with an oath so that those who received the promise, that's you and I, could be perfectly sure that he would never change his mind. Thank God that he doesn't change his mind when he gives us a promise, right? So God has given us both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge, and this is a time in life where we need to flee to him for refuge on a daily, sometimes minute-by-minute -minute basis, right, can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. That is the hope that we have in Jesus, especially in this Christmas season and especially going in to the new year that is coming. You know, many times we who know Jesus think of Jesus as maybe the antidote for the problem in the world, the problems in the world. And in a way he is, antidote means to counteract something. So it's true, Jesus does counteract the darkness in the world, but if you leave it at that, you're really degrading his power and the significance of who he is. He's so much more than just an antidote. Jesus preemptively provided the solution. What does preemptive mean? Preemptive means a measure taken against something anticipated or feared, meaning it foresees what's coming and it takes care of it. That's Jesus. And we're going to see that when we see again where his name first comes up as far as light of the world. In John, it says in the beginning was Jesus and he was called the light. It's really cool that in that moment, he could have used any other one of Jesus's attributes. He could have talked about that he was peace. He could have talked about that he was the shepherd, like all the other names we heard, but it specifically talked about the fact that he was light in the dark world in the beginning. So let's go back to the beginning the very beginning, and see what it says. We're going to go to Genesis 1, verses 1 through 3. And this is the story of creation, which most of you know. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and the darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And most of you know this following sentence. It's the first recorded words of God. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And a lot of translations say that that is actually translated as God said, light be, which is really cool. So when that happened, it is talking about very literal light. Light literally broke through the darkness. It had not existed before in our universe, and it broke through. And that must have been the most amazing thing to see. Literal light that we could see was made in that moment. 
But it's clear, especially when you read the book of John, that God isn't just speaking about that type of light that you can see that breaks through darkness. He, in his first recorded words, God is already declaring the pre-existence of Jesus. That is really, really cool. And sometimes we don't view it that way. We just view it as, let there be light. But he's literally saying, let there be Jesus, as well as let there be literal light. You know, God knew that we as humans were going to mess things up. <laughs> he understood that and he had compassion on that. And he took responsibility for that. And before humans were ever even created, he said, I already have the solution. I already have the, the answer. It's not just an antidote, it's a preemptive solution. His name is Jesus. That is quite encouraging, especially, um, as I said, in times where things feel very dark, to know that he is the beginning and the end. He is the first and the last. He is with us throughout generation through generation. And being that he's with us throughout generation to generation, what's cool about when God said, let there be light, you can spend so long on the story of creation. That's like a literal sermon series in itself. People literally go to Bible school and just study that. So we can't get into it all right now. It's amazing. But when God said, let there be light, scientifically, they're realizing in more recent days, scientifically that light, literal light, continues on. In other words, into our galaxies. They're noticing that light doesn't stop going. They say that it started in a specific spot and kept going. They think it's the Big Bang, <laughs> but we know it's because God literally spoke light into existence. And scientifically, it backs it up. Science takes a while to catch up to God sometimes, right? Um, but not only that, not only with literal light, if God says light be, it doesn't stop because God said it. He didn't tell it to stop, right? The same is true for Jesus. Jesus was, was it, he already existed, but when God declared he was there, it was a declaration that says, and he's not going anywhere throughout all of history and throughout all of eternity, which brings us to Revelation 21. Yeah, we covered from Genesis to Revelation in this. We covered a lot of ground. <laughs> so Revelation 21, it's speaking about heaven, okay? It says, and I saw no temple in the city. Again, it's about heaven. For its temple is the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb. The Lamb is Jesus. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and its lamp is the Lamb. That's Jesus. By its light will the nations walk, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it, and its gates will never be shut, and there will be no night there. There's a lot of other verses that talk about heaven, but let me tell you, if that doesn't sound like a beautiful thing, <laughs> I don't know what does, you know? Jesus, Jesus's light the literal light and the light of our souls, the light of our hearts, the light for humanity will continue on for eternity. That is the light that we carry. That is the hope that we have in the midst of these incredibly dark, dark times. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine uh, this past week telling her that I would be preaching on this topic. I was just sharing with her a little bit of like what I was studying and stuff. And she in her line of work deals with really the worst of humanity. She sees a lot of dark things on a very daily basis. Um, a lot of things with um, children situations and, and such. And uh, most of it she cannot talk about with me because it's a confidential thing, but she has heavy days, you know? And we're talking about this. And here I am now saying that I'm speaking about the light of the world. 
And I said, that must be hard. And she's a very strong Christian. But I said, that must be hard, especially when you're seeing so much darkness on such a daily basis. And she said, yes, but you have to remind the congregation when you preach to them, and I asked her if I could say this, that Jesus is most evident in the darkest of places. And sometimes you just need to be reminded of that, you know? And if you're in a dark season of life, it can be really easy to say, God, where are you? You know, it feels dark. You have to remember when light is put on, darkness goes. It might still be there, but when light is there, the darkness cannot overcome it. And that is the hope that we have. That is the comfort that we have. That is the strength that we have. And with this, we want to kind of bring it over one step further. We are learning who Jesus is, but Jesus also has something to say to us as followers of him concerning this topic of being a light in the world. And that brings us to Matthew 5, verses 14 through 16. Jesus is talking to um, his followers, which means it also applies to you and I today. It says, you are the light of the world, meaning Jesus is talking to us. So you and me right now, reading this verse, Jesus says, you are the light of the world. That could be pretty sobering. Here it is. It's one of his names. And yet he turns around and says, by the way, you're also a light in this world. Now, that doesn't mean that we're God, right? That doesn't mean that we're holy, obviously. But we are called to reflect him. We can't do that on our own accord, obviously. We have to do that out of his grace. But it's very sobering. Let's continue this verse. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. You know, if you are walking maybe from your car to your house and it's late at night and you forgot to turn your outside lights on in your house, perhaps it could be very, very dark. Maybe that could just be where I live. Nate and I live in brick and we live in a very wooded, on a very wooded road. So if we forgot to turn our outside light on and that street light hasn't come on just yet, it's very, very dark. So what do you typically do when you're in a dark space? You take your phone out and you stick your flashlight Thing on your phone or maybe you have a flashlight with you in the car or something right you wouldn't take that flashlight put it on and stick it in your pocket that would make absolutely no sense right because you wouldn't be able to get to where you're going what do you do you take that flashlight and you don't just hold it you normally hold it out right that's like instinct you know why because you were trying to shine that light to light your path for whatever it is you're trying to go to that's kind of what Jesus is saying here he's saying you don't take your light and stick it under something you shine it out there. Um, not for you to look great. <laughs> you shine it to, so that people can see you and glorify God through you because of you. That right there, when we talk about especially Christmas time, right? But when we talk about the world that we're living in, the world that we're going to be stepping into in 2022, which none of us knows how that's going to look, of course, sometimes that can come with fear, saying, oh my goodness, what else could possibly happen, <laughs> you know? But instead of approaching it with fear, approaching it with the fact that we have the light of the world living inside of us and he has called us to be light, to be his hands and feet, to be his compassion out, outstretched, extended <laughs> to this world. That is something I think we want to take really seriously today because we are called to reflect Jesus, you know, and as we end this series and we talk about 
Um, we've talked about so many of God's names, and they've all been so amazing. One of the things that we need to remember is that if we've learned all these things, and by the way, if you haven't heard all those sermons, you can go back at any time and watch them. And if you have been a part, there are actually a few names we couldn't even get to. So I encourage any person to study the names of God on their own time, because it's actually one of my favorite topics, and there's so many beautiful resources on it. So totally go for that and study it, and it's, it'll, it's so good. But I can't think of any other topic that was better for us to end a calendar year on, especially a calendar year like 2021, because we all know 2021 and 2020 was like one long year, right? Um, I can't think of a better topic to have ended a year on as we enter into a new year, because as I said last time I preached, and I'll say it again today, we need to know who our God is and what his character is, because if we know that, we can go into whatever comes our way. We can go into whatever darkness we might face, knowing that he is with us and he is our light and he is the light for what is happening around us. And with that, we need to reflect him. So think about the names of God that we have studied over the past season of time. Are we reflecting that? Now, obviously we're not him, we're not almighty, we're not holy or anything like that, but think about a name like the Good Shepherd, the one we talked about last week. We are not the Good Shepherd, of course, that's Jesus. But if we're reflecting him and if we follow him, we should be shepherding other people around us. He is the Prince of Peace. I certainly am not the Princess of Peace. I've talked about that many times. I have to give my fears and worries over to God daily. But if I am one of if I am someone who follows Jesus, I should be reflecting his peace more and more every day in my life and spreading that peace to people around me. So we do this through God's grace, but we do have to do it intentionally. So ask yourself as we close this series, God, how can I reflect who you are? How can I share the goodness of who you are? And I just want to end with this. Another name of God that we couldn't really get to in this series, but I do want to end on it briefly here, is the name Emmanuel. That is also a very, very Christmassy name that you hear because it literally does speak to the time of Jesus' birth in the Bible. In Isaiah, there was a prophecy that said um, there will be a baby born of a virgin and his name will be Emmanuel, which means God with us. And it's speaking of the baby Jesus, which of course we remember especially around Christmas time. So that name... God with us, Emmanuel, I can't think of a better name to end this series on, right? The same God that we've been speaking about this entire time, the Holy One, the Great I Am, the One who is our healer, the One who is our provider, the Lord our protector, the Lord our banner, the Lord of hosts, the Lord our shepherd, the Lord our peace, on and on it goes. That God that we are speaking about is with us. He came in the form of a baby who was helpless and totally dependent on flawed human beings and did that for you and for I, for me, for I, for you and for me. He did that and humbled himself because he loved us and wanted to take our place. And he did that. One of the most amazing things I've been noticing just in studying this is the fact that every name speaks so much to God's holiness and yet so much to his nearness. I want you to take the fact that Jesus is near with you into this season of life. And as we move forward into this Christmas season and into 2020, 2022. <laughs> Can you imagine if we had to do 2020 again? Oh my goodness, thank goodness that was a mistake that I just said. Um, as we go into 2022, um, just think back on those names that we've learned 
and say, God, how has this transformed my view of your character? And how can I take this with me through whatever comes? Because God, Jesus, you are with us. You are the light and you live inside of us. And we have your hope and we have your glory resting in us. And through you, Lord Jesus, we don't have to be afraid because you are with us. Church, that is the hope that we have this Christmas season, and that is the hope that we have going into 2022. And I pray that that encourages you as you are getting ready as we close this new year. God bless you guys.